0: everybody, welcome back to Mothership Connection. I hope you're all having a wonderful time on this planet Earth. Um, thanks for listening to the last episode I did on Sunderbolt uh, Pilot's album Purple. Uh, I hope you all enjoyed it. I certainly enjoyed making it. Um, today we're going to do my favorite Pearl Jam album, which is their second album, which came out in 1993, yes, 1993, um, called Versus, and that is my absolute favorite Pearl Jam album. Um, I like a lot of their albums. I like uh, Ten, I like Photology. I like um, Yield. But if I had to pick, and I did for this segment, episode, whatever you want to call it, installment, um, yeah, this one is my favorite. So verses is what we'll talk about, and uh, let's get into it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Hey, welcome back, True Believers. Welcome back to Mothership Connection. Uh, Today we're going to do the fourth installment in favorite albums by favorite groups. Um, Today we'll be doing Pearl Jam's Versus, uh, my personal favorite Pearl Jam album. Uh, It was not that hard for me to decide on this group's particular favorite album of mine, um, just because, sorry, I had to clear my throat. I'm fresh off a hike at Raccoon Park, Um, got a good sweating, got a good pumping, um, I can't describe how much I I, I love Raccoon Park. Um, forty-four miles worth of trails, but you didn't know that. Um but yeah, Raccoon's great. But uh, one of the things on my bucket list is to get like a uh, want to get a blow job on a rowboat, by some big booty hoe while the uh while the Seinfeld theme song's playing. That would be pretty great. That's one of my bucket list items. Uh so who knows? Maybe that'll ever come to fruition. But that's something I'd like to do on a on a rowboat on Raccoon Park Lake. Um, but I, I usually go to the Wildfire Reserve or Frankfurt Springs, or those are where I usually go for walking, and then sometimes I do the trails at Actual Raccoon. Um, but yeah, I, I prefer the Wildfire Reserve, there's less people, and I just prefer the trails there. But anyway, yeah, so we're going to do Pearl Jam's album Versus, uh, it'll go just the way some of these other episodes have gone, I'll just go over some facts, play the songs, and I hope you enjoy it. So we're going to get into it right now. You get out of here right now. But, um, sorry. So it came out in 1993. Uh, once again, Brendan O'Brien was the producer. Surprise, surprise. Um, it sold 7 million copies to to date. Um, so that's pretty damn good. I mean, just imagine 7 million people buying your album. That's insane. Um, and there was 5 singles off this album. Um, the the songs Go, Daughter, Animal, Dissident, and Elderly Woman. Um, the one that has, like, the elderly elderly woman sitting alone at the counter. So whatever one has that really long title to it. Um, but I've also heard Glorified G, um, on the radio. And I've also heard Animal on the radio. So, I guess there was really... I mean, if officially, when I did a little looking on Wikipedia, there's five. But I guess there's officially seven. Because I've definitely heard those songs. And I've heard Rear View Mirror on the mirror a bunch of times. So... Sorry, i have a little I've been a little sick all week, so sorry if I I have a little bit of sniffling going on. I think I'm on the tail end of it. Sorry, babe. Tail end of it, babe. No kissing for us. 'Cause that's thick. So yeah, so I guess there's like seven or eight radio singles, but I guess five official singles. Um But yeah, but it's it's a great album. I really, really love it. Twelve tracks, a couple of B sides. Um and when it debuted in nineteen ninety three it was number one on the Billboard Top Two Hundred. That's pretty damn impressive, honestly. Um, really impressive. But it's just it's a great it's just a great album. Pearl Jam's great. Like I said, this is my favorite album by them, it's their second album. Um this is back in the days before you had to wait like five years for a new album to come out by a band. But yeah, like the average band now that releases an album like every like four to seven years. And it's like how like how is that acceptable? You know what I mean? Like, for Pro Jam, for example, Pro Jam's 10 came out in 1991. This album, Versus, came out in 1993. Mythology came out in 94. No Code came out in 96. Yield came out in 98. Binaural came out in 2000. You know, uh, the next one, the name is Riot Act, came out in 02. You know what I mean? So, like, there's you're not waiting five to seven years, four to seven years for a group to release an album. And it's so annoying to wait that long. You know what I mean? It's like, uh, where are you, what are you doing? Th- that takes you seven years to put out an album. Dude, just think about that. Think about waiting like five years to release new music. Um, I understand like when you get older, things slow down because they have families and like health problems and, you know, their dicks don't work anymore. But it's like, it still shouldn't take you five years to write some music. You know what I mean? You're not some tortured artist at that point. And if you are, you should be writing music a lot quicker than you are. But yeah, it's a really great album. It has a lot of songs that I really love on it. And it, it, it was between Ten versus Yield and uh, Vitology were the albums that I was like kind of going back and forth on whether which one is my favorite. <clears throat> and Vitology has a lot of great songs on it. Vitology has like, Better Man, um, has Immortality, which is one of my top like favorite Pro Jam songs. Um uh, it also has Nothing Man, it has Spin a Black Circle, it has Corduroy. Um so Vitology has a look and Better Man, of course. Who doesn't like Better Man? That song's about Mother Earth looking for a new species. Um but that those are the hits on Vitology. So Vitology's a really good album. Um I remember Christmas of ninety four when Vitology came out. My uncle and my sister both got Travis that album for Christmas. So which one did he keep? <laughs> it's just it's funny when you know, people get somebody the same christmas gift um and then of course 10 has you know alive black i fucking jeremy is the worst song jeremy is one of the worst songs ever i don't understand why people love that song but it's on there um it has garden it has yellow that better was a b-side but it's it should have been on there um it has even flow and it, 10 has so many good songs. It has Release Me, which is, like, one of my favorite fucking songs, too. Um, so it was tough. And Yield... Yield has the brand of JFK. It has Faithful. It has... In Hiding. In Hiding is, like, one of my top five favorite Pro Jam songs. Um, it has "Do the Evolution, Scott, Given the Fly. It's, it's just a really good album, too. So all four of those albums are really great. But those are really the four that I was looking at and thinking about when I did this. But versus, ultimately... Just the songs I like the most are on here out of those four albums, um, even though Immortality off Photology and, and Hiding off of Yield and Black off of Ten are like my favorite, or in my top five like favorite Pro Jam songs. But as a whole, song by song, uh, just the way I feel about the album, the way I feel about the songs, Versus is definitely my favorite Pro Jam album. Um, that's for certain. So, yeah, so let's get into it. I'm going to play the first track here, and it's called Go. Um, Really great guitar, pretty sweet shit. you got to remember, too, these guys are probably 22, 23 at this point, uh, making this kick-ass music. that, That always is, like, astounding to me. But here it is. Here's track one. Go. a clip off track one off Pearl Jam's 1993 release Go um, that's a good song by Common too the rapper Go my favorite song by Common is The Light um, I'm really sour on hip hop the older I get but I, I still really love that song a lot so if you don't remember it or if you never heard it uh, go check out The Light by Common who's also a really good actor um, and I think he's, isn't he married to Alicia Keys so isn't he isn't he slank, isn't she slanking her ass for him all the time I think that's who Lisa Keys is Mary to, Compton, right? But he's a good rapper. I like a lot of his songs. But the light—I really like that song. That's always been like a hip-hop song I really enjoy. But yeah, but that was "Go" by Pearl Jam. Um, there's an awesome solo in that song, where uh, Mike McCready's using good use of the uh, distorted wah sound. One of the one of my favorite sounds in music is you know the distorted wah pedal. Wah wah, oh, wah wah, I need more wah wah for my bottle. But, um, yeah, so that's a good one. Mike McCready and Stone Gossard are the pro-jam guitar players, and they're really great. Um, McCready plays a lot of the leads, and Stone Gossard writes a lot of the music. Um, And McCready pretty much just puts, like, fills and solos and little lead parts in it. But they're both really, really good. I don't think they get the credit they deserve. Um, Sorry. Clearing my throat. But um, I don't think they get the credit they deserve, because they're not, like, overly spectacular. But together they make great music, you know what I mean, and Larry Creedy's just like a you know typical blues solos and stuff like that, but he's really fucking great. he has Crohn's disease, so sorry for him for having that. I remember he was in that Crohn's disease commercial um, not to be confused with Billy Crohn's little nod to the uh, high school classmates there it'll get a little giggle out of that. I didn't like that dude very much he was he was fucking weird I, I pronounced his name wrong on purpose to go with the, uh, go with the joke. But yeah, so that was the first track. Uh, The next track is one of my, one of my, one of the songs I like on the album more. Uh, This song is called Animal. Here it is. a clip off song 2, Animal, and I let the song play for a while to get the solo in there because um, I really love that guitar solo. Um, but that song is about, you know, looking back on a past relationship and realizing that the, uh, that the person treated you like shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? A lot of times, like, once the goo goo Gaga eyes are gone and you take a little reflection back on it, it's like, wow, that person really, really wasn't good. <laughs> um, and I'm sure we all can relate. I'm sure we all have people in our lives that make you feel that way. I know I certainly do. But we all do. Everybody does. It's part of, it's part of life. Um, and she had a horrible taste in music. Her favorite groups were Metallica and No Doubt. You know what I mean? It's like, ugh. No Doubt's, ugh. Gwen Stefani can't sing. You know what I mean? You got to be able to connect with somebody in a relationship on a musical level. That's very important. So on the other person, like, normal, like, Metallica, no doubt. Ugh. <laughs> it's like, let's listen to Sad Anger and, uh, Hey Baby. Hey Baby, hey Baby, hey. Horrible song. I'm just sipping on chamomile. Fuck Gwen Stefani. He's a fucking whore. She cheated on Gavin Rosdale. How are you gonna cheat on Gavin Rosdale with the, the big dopey country guy from the Pizza Hut commercials? It's like, ah, oh, Blake Shelton. Get some pepperoni on your pizza, and get it quick. <laughs> like, yeah, Gavin Rosdale's so much better off than when Gwen Stefani left. You know what I mean? But yeah, you, the person you're with, they have to have a good taste in music. That's important, very important. But yeah, that was the Animal. I love that solo. Uh, this album's full of great guitar solos. Like, what I mean too, like they're fucking like 23 doing this shit. Um, Sorry about that noise. It's, it's got, somebody was texting me. Um... But yeah, it's just a great song, great solo, great album. Yeah, great song. Track two, yeah, great, great song. Um, but the next song is Daughter. I'm sure most of you have heard this song. Um, it's on the radio quite often, especially if you grew up in Pittsburgh. Uh, but here it is, track three, Daughter. Three. That was daughter. Uh, there's also a really excellent guitar solo in that song. Um, it's a great, it's a cool solo. It's one of the solos where it's like four different parts, so it's kind of easy to learn because you just learn the different parts and everything like that. Um, Animal. I always wanted to cover Animal in our high school band, but uh, the other guys didn't want to do it. They wanted to cover Metallica instead. What do we, what do we cover, Metallica? Um, I really liked, we've covered Metallica, Three Doors Down, Audio Vent, Pearl Jam, um, did some other stuff, I really, I always really wanted to do, um, cover a couple other songs, but they never wanted to, <clears throat> I don't know, we, we played some good shows, we had some good times playing shows, um, yeah, I, I always wanted to do Drive by Incubus and Yellow Lead Better and Black, uh. Uh, there was a lot of stuff I wanted to do but we just never got around to doing it but it was fun it was really fun being in a band I loved it Um, it was really fun it was a lot of fun and then I had some fun dip and then I had some fun and then I slept because of the the fun Um, so yeah that was track 3 Daughter good song check it out check this whole album out honestly this is one of those albums that you can just let play Um, the next song is Glorified Gun track 4 thought when I was little that it was saying glorified version of a pelican you know that would be quite the pickle can you imagine if somebody was actually in like literally in a pickle that would be terrifying um, but yeah that was glorified g is what it's called but it's glorified gun um really great solo in that song too but I won't let it play the whole way through because I don't want you to have to sit through a song plus if I do that you won't go listen to it yourself so hopefully this will inspire you to go um listen for yourself you know? So the next track is number five, Dissident. I really love the guitar in this song. I, I just like the song in general. Um, but this is a really good song, but this is dissident. A dissident is here song, yeah, um, song, I'm sitting in the parking lot here at the Wildflower Reserve and these two girls got out of their car and they're going on the trail and they're wearing white dresses and sandals. Um, now, I don't know if you've ever been on the trails, but sandals, and eh, and a white dress, eh. I mean, hiking in a dress is just, I can't imagine that'd be good. Um, although I guess dresses are really just like glorified burlap fucking sacks. But yeah, walking the trail in... Um, like, sandals is not a smart idea. I have, like, these Adidas t like, hiking-specific shoes. Um, and it's still not, like, the best support in the world. So I can't imagine they're going to be any kind of successful. Um, be able to successfully navigate the trails that are a little bit muddy today in sandals and a white dress. Unless they're just looking to get their dresses messed up. I don't fucking know. Um, plus it's kind of, I mean, it's kind of late to be guys. It's going to be dark soon. Um... They are doing like this Halloween hike, like right because the Rockin Park, there's like at the Wildflower Reserve at least there's like guides that will take you on hikes, which is like fuck you. I don't need your, I don't need you to show me what flower it is They're labeled. In the Wildflower Reserve, like they're labeled, so why do I need some geek to fucking hike around and like be like, oh, this is this is a wonder flower. It's a, it has really good properties and uh. it's labeled. I'll read the label and I'll continue walking. Thank you. I don't need your, your a guide. You know what I mean. That's like, that's like if there's like somebody offers a service where it's like, oh, I'll walk you through the grocery store and tell you what's what. And some asshole would probably sign up for that service, too. And somebody would. It's like, oh, look, it's the Grocery Guide app. Or some random guy will walk you down the aisles and be like, oh, you want some jam? You want some pumpkin stuff? You want some... <laughs> and some asshole, some dumbass fucking trophy wife would be like, oh, cool. Grocery Guide. He'll show me what to do. Oh, I do want bread. Oh, I do want orange shoes. Thanks, Grocery Guide. Download the Grocery Guide app and get it free. Smile. All you need to do is smile. <laughs> but yeah, I, I I wouldn't advise hiking in uh, sandals, especially girl sandals. I I just don't get it. But anyway, that was track five. Dissident, love that song. Um, next song is WMA. And I, don't re- I never actually looked up to see what it stands for, but I probably should have. But this is track six, WMA. Awesome bass line. She won the lottery when she was born. track six, WMA. I guess I should eventually look up what that means. Um, yeah, it's just a good song. I love the bass line. The drums are cool. Um, and this is the first album without their, because their original drummer, I can't, I don't think I remember, is Dave Abrezee or Abrezee or something, but he quit after their first tour because it was just, he didn't like touring and didn't like being away from his family. Um, so I'm sure he's living well off the royalties at 10, but, I mean, why wouldn't you just want to stay in the fucking rock group. You know? Or at least stay on for a couple more albums, you know what I mean? Do you really miss your wife that much? I'm sure you bringing home bags of money would get her to be okay with it. Um, but yeah, so that that was track six, WMA. I guess you could look it up sometime. I don't know. But like, how lucky were we, the people in my age group, to grow up with this, like, Pearl Jam, Snow Pilots, Soundgarden, were all in their prime when we were growing up. Foo Fighters showed up in 95, Incubus showed up in 97, you know what I mean, like, it's just, so many great things, 311 showed up in 93, Chili Peppers were still doing their thing in the 90s, even though John quit, um, so John quit the band after, the, during the Blood Sugar Sex Magic tour, and then came back for Californication, so Blood Sugar Sex Magic came out in 91, and Californication came out in 99, so he was gone for what, 8 years, essentially, and David, the One Hot Minute came out in 95. So the Silly Peppers were still doing their thing, just not as much because John wasn't in the band. But think about, like, I talked about this ad nauseum. but think about how many great great music was out while we were growing up, like fucking Sublime, Primus, all that shit, all at the same time, you know? Rage, all at the same time, all at the same time. But, um, it, yeah, it was just it was a great time to be alive, and there's so much great rock music. I was before MTV decided to... Make corn and like limp bizkit the face of rock music, which killed it. Um, I'm convinced that that's what's killed it. Was Jonathan Davis being like, and Fred Durst having an upright red Yankees hat, you know? But anyway, but so that was track six. So this is track seven. This track's called Blood. Give me your blood. I need your blood. All I want is your blood. Um, this is probably this is one of the few Jam songs. And I think this is like the last. Pro Jam song that he was like Eddie Vedder, like screams on, but here is Blood. That was track seven, which is titled Blood. Give me your blood. I need your blood. All I want is your blood. That'd be a nice, uh, like, Valentine's Day card. Hallmark presents. Give me your blood. I want your blood. All I want is your blood. And it could be, like, one of those Hallmark, like, audio cards. Uh, it's pretty cool. I love the Hallmark store. Um, Very few femme things about me, but Hall- the Hallmark store is definitely one of them. I just like the Hallmark store. You know what I mean? I don't know. It was together when I was little with my grandma, so I guess it's got, like, sentimental value. But I like it. I think the one in Cranberry is the nicest one. Um, but the Moon one it, the, the one in Moon moved to a different location. So it's, like, where the Dollar Tree used to be is where the Hallmark store is now. So it's a lot nicer than it used to be. And the Robinson one's okay. It's just a little small. But I do like I like the Hallmark store. What's wrong with that, huh? 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 But, yeah, that was blood. And there's going to be a lot of blood this winter. This is going to be the winter of blood. Now, it's going to be a bad winter this year for a lot of people since uh, the government's purposely destroying our economy and lives and livelihood. Um, All the conspiracy people and stuff say there's going to be some kind of big thing happening next week um, around the 23rd or 24th. Um, So let me give you some predictive programming from Hollywood since they love to do that, since the evil occult uses Hollywood to... uh, so they always, one of the little occult things that they do is they have to tell you what they're going to do before they do it to you um, this happened during nine eleven as well um there's a lot of media and stuff leading up to nine eleven that had nine eleven in it um, and also that's why they've they've built burned into your brain that nine eleven would be associated with emergency you know what do you do in emergency you dial nine one one nine eleven they've been beaming into your head your whole life that they, to associate that with emergency um but there's a, what I do about, I'll do a conspiracy episode. A lot of conspiracy episodes will be coming up, actually. Um, and I'll get more into predictive programming then. But if you just look up, do like five minutes of research on predictive programming yourself. Um, it'll open up your eyes. Um, it's even in Oreo cookies. Um, the Oreo cookie, if the sexual symbol that's imprinted on the Oreo cookie. Um, it has the Zodiac wheel on it. It has the, uh, Satanic cross on it. It has the Freemason symbol. There's 12, um, 12 bars surrounding the Oreo cookie on symbols. So it's 12 apostles and, uh, you know, the Knights Templar and all that kind of fucking shit. But if you look into it, even the Oreo, I don't even like Oreos fucking suck. If, if you like Oreos, like, go fuck yourself. You know what I mean? Seriously. Oh, let me dip it in some milk and eat it. Oreos fucking suck. But, uh, yeah, just look at it. There's, there's. All kind, there's evil shit like on everything. The Monster Energy drink label is evil as shit. Um, that the satanic cross is in the O of the Monster Energy drink, and it's obviously Monster for beast. Um, but there's a, if you, once once you know what to look for, um, there's satanic shit everywhere. But uh, so a little predictive Hollywood program, and this isn't meant that you know, it might not happen this year. I really hope it doesn't because the new Red Hot Chili Pepper album comes out October fourteenth. So I really hope, that, like, some cat- catastrophe happens after that. <laughs> so if, if the world's going to get fucked up, have it happen on October 15th so I can at least listen to the album once before everything goes to shit. But so let's look at some predictive programming here for the date 923, shall we? Shall you take a journey down the rabbit hole? Um, They should have, like, a conspiracy-themed miniature golf course called the rabbit hole. Why not? Or like an Indiana Jones-themed strip club called the Temple of Dome. I don't know. Stuff like that. Or, uh... Oh, yeah, in this episode... Did I, did I mention who's sponsoring this episode? Yeah, this episode is sponsored by Bleach Sneaks. Um... Yeah, Bleach Sneaks. The casual, everyday shoe that periodically leaks bleach. So, want to you ruin your friend's carpet? Bleach Sneaks. Going to a funeral? Bleach Sneaks. Going on a date? Bleach Sneaks playing some basketball, Bleach Nicks. Impress your friends by ruining their house. Um, Bleach Nicks joins the other sponsors. Of course, we have Camel Toe Coffee, the lesbian coffee house. We have Hocus Focus, the yoga studio for Witches by Witches. Uh, we have Two Tunk Omelette, the Egyptian breakfast place. Uh, we have the new Italian restaurant in Robinson out of Parm's Way. Uh, we also have Clowny McYummersons, And now we have Bleach Nicks joining the... Uh, joining the long list of sponsors for Mothership Connection. So yeah, go get yourself a pair of Bleach Sneaks and your friends will be through the moon. Don't worry, babe, it's just my Bleach Sneaks. But anyway, so all the conspiracy nuts are just talking about um, September 23rd, September 23rd. These dates keep coming up at all their, um, all the Dramatria, all their numbers, all the Hollywood Prediction Programming and everything. So let's just go over a few here. There's a lot. I'm not saying anything's going to happen, but you know what? You never know. Keep your eyes peeled. They always tell you what they're going to do before they do it. Uh, go watch the opening ceremony for the 2012 Olympics, and it pretty much predicts COVID, what, the, what, the, what they did. Um, so here we go. First, here's an example. Third Rock from the Sun. An asteroid hits the Earth on 923. Big Bang Theory. An asteroid hits the Earth on 923. The movie Volcano. An asteroid hits the earth on 923. Um, what's this other one I had? Searching for a friend for the end of the world. The world ends on 923. Heaven Almighty, the flood hit the world on 923. Um, there's some other thing to hit 922. Oh, the movie Knowing with Nicolas Cage, where he knows everything. Um, the asteroid hit the earth on 922. The Earth End on 923. Little Shop of Horrors. The event that destroyed the world they talk about happened on 923. Um what else is there? The movie 23. Jim Carrey says that nine twenty-three is the date that hell arrived. Um and in Sleepy Hollow, another dimension was opened on nine twenty-three. So, that keeps popping up, that date, nine twenty-three, nine twenty-three, Pepe Sylvia, Pepe Sylvia, Pepe Sylvia. Um, that said, it's this always sunny meme that goes around with Pepe Sylvia. Because Charlie's illiterate, so he, he's reading Pennsylvania as Pepe Sylvia. So he keeps looking for some guy named Pepe Sylvia, because he can't spell Pennsylvania. But anyway, that's just some fun predictive programming bullshit from uh, Hollywood about that. And hey, if it's in the movie Volcano, or if it's in the Nick, Nick Cage movie, you know it's real. But there's symbolism, satanic symbolism, all over the place in, in everything that they do. Um... All of it. That's like during the Queen's funeral, there, uh, there was a goat leading the procession of her funeral. Um, the goat, of course, being symbolizing their satanic god that they worship, Baphomet, with the goat head and the goat legs, and it has female tits and it has a penis. Um, so that's their trans god that they worship. So there's symbolism everywhere. And I'll, I'll go into it more in depth when I do my conspiracy episodes. Um, I'll also go into all, like, the, uh, all the evidence that Donald Trump's the Antichrist and all this other shit. Um, it's good stuff i'll do, I'll do Flat Earth, I'll do Tataria, I'll do aliens I'll do um Phantom time I'll do all that shit. I love it I'll do the moon like I said I'll do moon conspiracy um but I love conspiracies it's shit um I love alternate history and it's, you know they lie about everything so history obviously is a fucking lie. there's so much overwhelming evidence that history's a fucking lie um but I'll get into that in future episodes. But yeah, so that's just a little, a uh, little fun nuggets for you. And research the Oreo thing; it's very interesting. Oreo, Aureus is also the the Greek goddess uh, that represents a snake. Um, so that's where the word Oreo comes from. It's not just the racist line from the Mighty Ducks, where there's two black kids and a white kid on the line, and the white kid's the center, and Amelia says, "Get the Oreo line out there." <laughs> Good old racist, evil Disney, harboring your childrens for. Er, Manifesting your your children's fears for century, uh, but here's the next track. Uh, this is probably my second favorite song off the album. This is uh, called Rearview Mirror. I love this fucking song. But yeah, this is probably maybe my no. You know what? This is my favorite song off the album. Love this song, Rearview Mirror, track eight. <laughs> I love that fucking song. It's another song that we could all relate to. Um, uh, but I, I hope you will be inspired to go listen to this album. It really is great. Um and if I had to guess that it's when the next catastrophe that'll happen, whether it's next week or never, I would I my guess would be that there'll either be like a major arrest, um, possibly even King Charles. That fucking piece of shit. Um you know, sitting on his throne, going back to his limousine, going back to his $2.5 billion palace, telling the little English peasants there's no money for anybody. Um, but I, I would say it'll be a major arrest. Hold on. <coughs> Sorry, I had to sneeze. This is the sneeze episode. Um, there'll either be a major arrest. Um, I think there'll either be... there's a, I think there'll be a soon... Like, the next major attack, I think, is going to be, like, an EMP attack. Um... Which it'll be bad when they knock power out for like an extended amount of time because there's generations of people that are addicted to their fucking cell phone and shit. So the people are like there's people that are literally addicted to their cell phone. So imagine when they, if they wouldn't be able to have their phone God forbid for a week. Um, or maybe they'll detonate a nuclear explosion and create a tsunami to flood New York or something. Um, there's also a lot of predictive programming about Pittsburgh being attacked. Um If you look on that, um, there's a lot of, there's a lot of predictive programming about Pittsburgh being attacked. Um, Like, there's an episode of American Dad, just, this is just one of many examples, Um, but there's an episode of American Dad that, where they're at an, they're, like, selling off uh, weapons, and this terrorist buys, like, a missile, and they're like, oh, congratulations, you go, oh, it's not for me, it's for downtown Pittsburgh. (laughs) But there's, like, a lot of predictive programming about that. And American Dad, if you don't want, like, American Dad is hysterical. It really is. It's so... American Dad in its prime is almost as good as, like, Prime Simpsons. And I'm, I'm not saying that lightly. Um, it's so... American Dad is so fucking funny. Um, but, yeah. But that was track eight. But if I had to... I might, if I had to bet... Like, if I had money to bet, I would say it would be... An EMP attack is probably imminent. I would say. Um, that's what happens on, on The Simpsons season 23, episode 9. twenty three, Or I think it's episode 24. Um, or Season 24, Episode 9. But either way, more predictive programming from Hollywood. But yeah, so that was Rear Vermeer. Love that song. Um, Like I said, that song, the lyrics in that song, everybody can relate to. Um, So the next song is Rats. Love this song. track 9 love that song Baseline's cool it's about politicians Um, politicians are all fucking scum they all deserve to be dragged out of their house and beaten Um, oh here's those girls all fucking muddy I knew it I fucking knew it muddy and yelling at their boyfriend that's what life boils down to is a muddy girlfriend yelling at you Um, shouldn't have wore sandals or a white dress in the, in the, the nature trails this isn't a fucking music video You know what I mean? This isn't Ashanti riding an elephant. Remember that video? That song? That was awesome. Uh, What song was that? Rock With You by her? Love that song. She was riding an elephant in a bikini. What's better than that? Um, Ashanti's like super hot. She always was. But yeah, anytime anytime there's a a, a period of time like in the early 2000s where like every pop princess was um, riding an elephant in the video. She'd, she did it in that video. Britney Spears did it in her video when she was just, like, on the island with some guy. Um, pop princesses were so much better back then. They didn't have anywhere near the amount of vaginal hubris that the uh, current current music princesses do. Princesses were just a lot better back then in general. Um, there's a lot of girls nowadays calling themselves puddle princesses, which is, like, I guess signifying that they're wet. And it's like, yeah, that's not hot or attractive. Like, I've touched on this before, like, whores, whores are pretty cool from, like, a distance, but you don't actually want to be, like, involved with a whore, you know what I mean? Um, so some girl, like, telling, calling herself a puddle princess, that's like a, uh, check please moment. Like, hi, I'm a puddle princess! And it's like, ah, check please, bye! You know what I mean? Like, wh- like I said, whores are cool from a distance, but nobody wants to actually be involved with a whore. But, uh, yeah, they have, like... The, 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 there's that new Nicki Minaj song on the on the radio, which is just a fucking vaginal hubris anthem. Um, that fucking criminal Cardi B—that's all she ever talks about. And it's just—it's just crazy. You know what I mean? What happened to the days of Mariah Carey and Janet Jackson and Ashanti that people could actually fucking sing? Beyonce can't sing. Beyonce can Beyonce is the most overrated piece of shit female artist ever. I can think of maybe one of her songs where she's not just a total piece of shit. And it's probably that Sweet Dreams song. Just because it reminds me of Werewolves. Um, it does. That song That is okay. And it reminds me of Werewolves. But uh, she's just not good. But it's just nowadays, like I said, it's just... It's a, it's out of control. Men are acting like women. Women are acting like men. It's fucking creating this whole dichotomy that just doesn't... Isn't sustainable. Uh, it's a shame. It's a shame. You get it from Mandy Moore singing about... I have a crush on you, to. Nicki Minaj talking about squirting on the groceries, you know? Uh, why would you want to do that? You know, I'm all for a kinky weird shit, but, like, I don't want somebody squirting on the groceries, you know what I mean? I want to eat that stuff. Plus, it's probably going to make it go bad quicker, I'd imagine. I don't know the whole science behind the pH of squirt, but I'm sure it's going to make your, your apples go bad, you know? I want to eat my apple, you know what I mean? Apple re- Apples reduce the cortisol level in your body, which is a stress hormone. That's why they used to say an apple a day keeps the doctor away. Because um, stress causes inflammation which causes health problems. So that's why you should have an apple a day. Even if your teeth are all fucked up. I've been blessed with beautiful, beautiful strong teeth even though they're pretty crooked. Uh, that's because I like refused to get braces when I was younger which I really regret doing that now. But I'm not going to get... like, What am I going to get braces when I'm 40? Like, get the fuck out of here. But anyway, I digress. I don't even know where that came from. But I... Oh, yeah, I was talking about the uh, extreme amount of vaginal hubris in the world nowadays. But in the Western world, uh, girls from other countries are still fine. But women in America and, and Canada are just completely ruined um, as far as that goes because of the uh, women of a certain age. I would say like 25 and under have been corrupted by the Nicki Minaj's and the Cardi B minuses. And that, uh, who's that girl, Dual Lips or Dual Lipa? Um, She's she's kind of like light with it, but she's still got a little bit of a little bit of that shit going on. But don't me wrong, she's just an atrocious, disgusting hog. Um, and she's a man, so there so you have that. Look it up; it's real, it's true. I know it sounds crazy. She's a man; she's got a male skull, got a male skull, and's got a male Q Q uh, Q arrangement. Um, do some research; it's all over the place. But uh, here's track ten on this song. I like this song. This is probably my third favorite album or song on the album. This is the one elderly woman behind a. Uh, counter. It's a really long song title, but here it is. And I'm sure you've all heard it. I seem to recognize your face
1: Haunting familiar, year. I can't seem to place it Cannot find the candle of thought to light your name Lifetime With me, all these changes take place. I wish I'd seen the place, but no one's there.
0: Track 10, I love that song so much. I really do. Hearts and thoughts they fade. My God, it's been so long. I, I love that fucking song so much. Really great. Um, the next song is track 11 called Leash. Here it is. Drop the leash. We are young. Drop the leash. We are young. wow. <laughs> That's track 11, Leash. Um, great song. Great song, yeah. Track 11, great song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the next song is a very special song to me. Uh, I love this song. Anytime I'm feeling like crazy or overwhelmed or just feeling a little off, um, I'll certainly put this song on. Um, definitely helped me through a lot of weird times in my in my life. Um, this song is called Indifference. It is essentially... Um, it's a really great song. It's kind of like a sad song, but it's also great. It's, this is... More or less like a poem set to music, I would say. Not an erotic poem like I do, but this is a really great song. It's called "Indifference." Um, I'll probably let it play for a while. It's it's. I, I love this song. Can't describe how much I love this song. I I, I love it. In all seriousness, I do. <laughs> it's a great song. That's a clip off of track 12, Indifference. Like I said, I love that fucking song. It's my favorite song off the whole album. Um, I know I think I said River Muir was, but that's that's my favorite song off the whole album. Has a great, great amount of meaning, great amount of force given to me um, through that song. Just fucking love it. Um, so yeah, I mean, that was... I'm not going to play the B-sides. The B-sides aren't that great. Plus, they're not technically on the album, so I guess I really shouldn't, even though I did that for... Every album so far that I read, <laughs> that I did, but uh, yeah. So that was Pearl Jam's verses. I hope you enjoyed listening to it. I certainly enjoyed doing it. And go out and go out and give your uh, give your favorite gal a kiss and get her a pair of Bleed Sneaks, would ya? Get her a pair of Bleed Sneaks. And sizes for women, men, toddlers, and pets. Bleed Sneaks ruin your friend's carpet. <laughs> anyway, thanks for listening. I hope you I hope you enjoyed it. I think I already said that too. But I'm gonna go home and. Uh, I don't know. Screaming myself in the mirror, maybe. Just <laughs> go home and screaming myself in the mirror. Gargle some salt water and throw a javelin. I don't know. But yeah, thanks for listening. The next episode will be my favorite 311 album. You um, probably won't be the one you're thinking of. But uh, yeah, so we'll do that next. And uh, have a great, great fucking day. And as always, keep shaking those motherfucking knees. I don't know. Thanks. Bye. Goodbye. Somebody been in the donation bin. Now it's empty. Empty as a goat.